Attention all you sex fiends, sinners, degenerates, and deviants. If you're looking for a hot new sex toy, now is your chance. Sex toys don't care about what's in between your legs, and that's the sign of a true ally. Go to either B-Vibe or Lawand and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 20% off your entire purchase. That's S-E-X-E-D-W-I-T-H-T-I-M for 20% off anything you buy from their websites. Check the show notes for more details. Once again, that's Sex Ed with Tim for 20% off both B-Vibe and Lawan products. Your next orgasm is on me. Mwah! The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim. I'm a certified sex educator. I identify as chaotically gay. And listeners, what's the difference between sensual and kinky? In sensual, you use a feather. But in kinky, you use the entire fucking chicken. <laughs> oh, that's, see, Sir Ezra agrees with me. It's an old joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that joke's bolder than both of us, I think. It truly is, but you know what? Old is gold. You know, it gets you from A to B. Uh, if a chicken gets you from A to B, hey, you know what? Whatever, Whatever you're into, you're into. <laughs> yeah. I got an old BDSM joke if you want to hear it. Oh, yeah. Tell me all okay. the BDSM jokes. So what's the difference between a BDSM relationship and a vanilla relationship? Ooh, what's the difference? In a BDSM relationship, there's a safe word to make the torture stop. Oh, <laughs> Uh, oh man we're having fun already (laughs) you mean to tell me that in vanilla it's just a never-ending cycle of torture and just like Mm -hmm. uh, yeah you know what i feel that i feel that (laughs) that's why i'm never going to be in a vanilla relationship or any Mm -hmm. relationship for that matter because i am chronically single (laughs) no No, but Sir Ezra, you and uh, your wife, Queen Anna, you guys are so fucking cute. I can't, like, <laughs> I can't, like, uh, I am diagnosed as chronically single. My doctor just diagnosed me with being a little bitch, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I'm never going to have a boyfriend. So, um, <laughs> it's getting better than being so... a big bitch, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But when he called me a little bitch, I was like, ooh, doctor, tell me more. Ooh, <laughs> humiliate me. I have my humiliation kink. Mm-hmm. No, but, um, <laughs> it's so great that you're here uh, because I want to talk to you all about like your relationship and as well as like your book mm-hmm. and holy shit, like your work in BDSM. So before we get started, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, so my name is Sir Ezra. Nobody has to call me Sir. Uh, you can just call can me. I call you, That's sir? okay. You're certainly welcome to. Everybody is welcome Ooh. to. Um, yes. 
I am the director of education at Sanctuary LEX Studios, where I host uh, online classes mostly of the BDSM nature. I am an educator on my own. One of my favorite classes to teach is Mindfucking Mindfully. And I wrote the book on mindfucking. So, and I think we just hit like um, 300 copies. So, fuck yeah. yeah. And we we just released in like May. So, that's a really good, I'm really happy with that, you know, for a self published book. That's a lot. And then um, let's see, I host, um, I host. Uh, play parties in the Los Angeles area. I'm the headmaster of the House of Algos. I am a coach at askezra.info. And then also, uh, I will be the host of the Ask Ezra podcast, which is currently in uh, production. Oh my God. Yes. I love it. So you're so fucking busy. Look know, at you, go. like... you got so many things. Your calendar must be filled. Too many room. jobs. <laughs> Hand and blow included Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um consider me a fan because i actually have your book right here in my hand mind fucking mindfully i love it that Um, bookmark shows me you're like halfway through at least right mm -hmm. yeah uh, actually you know what i'm using it as a bookmark it's a receipt from a massage therapist Mm. who like fucked me a new hole um (laughs) (laughs) i'm not kidding sir as we are recording my asshole is actually bleeding from anal fissures because he <laughs> fucked me a new hole. Like, <laughs> well, hang on, I'm going to the wrong massage parlor. I think I don't. I don't. Which one is that? Um, don't answer. No, yeah. don't. <laughs> don't answer. I want to keep him in business so he can fill up my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, great book. I'm going to talk about it in a little bit, but first, I want to ask you. How'd you get into this whole BDSM thing to begin with? Uh, I say that I'm, I was always kinky. I definitely like, um, I can remember my childhood games were very like bizarrely sexual at a very young age. Like, Mm. let's just, let's just say I played a lot of doctor. Doctor? (laughs) Not leisure suit Larry or anything? No. No. Um, (laughs) And it was, yeah, I was always very exploratory and always very, dominant and i just like fell into it like i would describe my high school relationship as master slave even though like i didn't know i didn't have those words and we didn't know that like people had healthy relationships that were like total power exchange but she was always like you know do whatever you want for me you know do whatever you want to me you know anytime any any place we can be married. All you'd have to do is ask like just zero. <laughs> it was total power exchange. And I, and I loved that. But, um, but I always had this like weird idea that it was like a childish thing that that wasn't like what healthy adults did. Right. Whoa. Can you go more into that? What do you Yeah. Mean? Like it felt okay. Like I'm a sadist, right? Like I enjoy, mm. I'm a sexual sadist, right? So I enjoy these like sexual activities that like he feels like you'd have to be a bad person to do right. You know, like they didn't mesh with like me thinking of myself as a good person. And this is, I mean, this is not an opinion I hold currently. And it was really the most tragic misunderstanding in my life because I, um, I got into a vanilla marriage. Like I thought to myself, okay, well that's good. And well, you know, I've had my fun. It's time to settle down and, and buy a house and have a kid and, you know, do all the things that adults are supposed to do. 
And so it was only through like not getting what I needed in that like sexual exploration that I realized how important it was to me. And I was really lucky to be in Los Angeles that has like a thriving BDSM community. So I was able to like tap into that. And that like really reassured me that uh, the relationship I was in was not going to be able to to satisfy what I was interested in. Ooh, yeah, that must have been like such a like what a realization, right? Like to be in a vanilla yeah. marriage to be like this isn't what I want. Yeah, well, I mean, oh. and and to I mean, we were both very young, right? And we both thought the other person would change the way we wanted them to, right? And so I can't you know, I can't put the blame on totally on myself and I can't put the blame totally on her either. You know, she thought I was going to settle down. She thought I was some wild, wild child that was going to settle down. Like you'd be reined in. Yeah. And mm. I thought she was a nut I could crack, you know, I thought I could get her (laughs) to open up. And, and in the beginning there was some like loosening, you know, to like maybe just to impress me or something. But, uh, but in the end she settled down and I opened up. Right. Right. So, Mm. So what about this uh, master-slave dynamic, like, attracted you to it? What What is it about that power exchange that is so uh, arousing to you? I don't know. I mean, I know that my childhood was chaotic. You know, my childhood You and was, me both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a situation with, like, uh, with not a lot of healthy boundaries and not not a lot of, like, negotiated power exchange. So there was, like... People had, there's always, every relationship has a power balance, right? Power balance, power imbalance, however you want to talk about it. But like, I found the struggle for power to be really triggering and to be really disempowering. And Mm -hmm. I thought that it was like, there was nothing sexier than somebody who would just kind of like come to me and go like, here is all of it. Right. Oh my God. No, there's no question about who's in charge there's no there's no trying to figure it out like yeah you get it i can see That's you so get it. hot yeah, yeah. I know. i'm biting my lips i'm like oh yeah hand it to me hand it to me and i'll do with it what i want to right oh, i'm so wet <laughs> <laughs> that's blood we've been over this <laughs> it's blood and a whole bunch of polysporin <laughs> uh-huh Oh, that's good. Medicaid. Take care of yourself. I know. Oh, my God. It's going to be a few weeks until I get back out there again, until I get my shit together, quite mm-hmm. literally. Um, <laughs> no, but, like, I totally get it. That's, like, th- it's so hot to, like, to think and see that your partner is, like, here's all of me. Like, literally all mm-hmm. of me. But I also understand, because I'm a switch, that, like, I kind of like giving myself over to another person because it's like i'm so tired just take control i'm lazy i'm gonna be a pillow princess and just do whatever the hell you want to me i'm mm-hmm. like i'm gonna i'm gonna take a couple of vicodin and knock out and then just do whatever the fuck it is you want <laughs> that's why your butthole hurts because you don't exactly because you're not feeling it <laughs> i know you would think that like four years in escorting and mm-hmm. like uh, upwards of a thousand sexual partners i would learn but no i'm still as trashy as ever but Uh, such is the life of Tim um, in this chaotic ass homosexuality. Um, But uh, I want to ask, how is it that you came to realize that you are like the master, the, the, uh, the top rather in this dynamic? Was there just something about that that appealed to you? Well, submitting never felt attractive to me. 
You know, mm. it was just never appealing. It always felt like really dangerous. I just never felt safe uh, to do that. And so being in control, like I could be, I could make sure that I was safe and I could make sure that they were safe, you know? And when it's like, it's like um, driving the car. If you're a passenger, you have no control of your safety. You're just there. <laughs> right. They drive. Oh my God. They yeah, drive yeah, off yeah. a bridge. You're driving off a bridge too. But at least like when I'm driving, I know that I'm in control and I can make sure we're safe. And I think that was mm. sort of, there was some, there was some like emotional aspect of like needing to assure that we were safe. Right. Uh, so, right. and I've, you know, I've gained some flexibility. I would say I identify as a switch, but it's not, it's not a never activity. It's just an almost never activity, you know? Do you find that one personality is more lenient towards being uh, the master or the top? Or like, uh, is it just unpredictable when it comes to how you're appealed to this power dynamic? Yeah, no, I hear you. So like, we often do have like sort of segmented personality, right? Um, and I find that the master position really gave me permission to be as rigid as I, as I felt like I needed to be. And, uh, it's interesting too, because like, it also gave me permission to not be rigid all the time. Right. What do you mean by rigid? Like, um, well, it's the compartmentalization. I want to make the point of first, like, um, when I first got into yoga, I didn't have like a yoga habit. I didn't have like a routine. I was just like, mm, I'm going to do this position or I'm going to do that position and be in the or middle of the fucking three, day. Sun, yeah. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In the middle of the day, I'm doing like spinal twists, you know? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and But once I found a time of day to like, now I'm going to have my, my hour of yoga, then all of a sudden I, it, it disappeared from the rest of my life. And so I think that there's this staunch rigidity that is an impulse for me and there wasn't a place for it. But now that sort of found a relationship where that's, where that's welcome and even, you know, wanted, then it, it allowed me to not be so rigid in the rest of my life. Right. Mm, and by rigid, yeah. I mean like inflexible, uh, like stern, like, you know, if you're not, if you're not doing the job, you, there must not be harsh enough consequences, you know? Um, oh, it, right. Yeah. 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 And I think like that very, I, I was like the disciplinarian daddy, you know, to start with. <laughs> um, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> but I've also, I've also softened a lot in my, in my self-discovery because I felt, you know, I've got more tools. I've got more things that actually put me in control. And so I'm not like plagued by this feeling of not being in control or like, you don't have to, I don't have to be so rigid because I can be more dynamic, but still stay in control. What are some of those tools that you have found to be helpful to gain yeah, control? Yeah, communication. Yeah, mm. communication. Like, um, you know, honestly, being vulnerable is super powerful. Like being like, oh, yeah. hey, this oh, is God. how I'm feeling. Is is this how you'd want me to feel? Or this is, you know, when you do this, um, sometimes I feel this way you know, what was your intention in, in how you did what you did, right? And so by having those conversations, then you actually know what the person is trying to do or like what they, how they can get into it, you know, um, or like it's not a mystery. Like like being 
like not knowing is the most disempowering thing, right? Like imagine you're on a date and you don't know if it's a date or not. Oh my God, the worst. That's the worst, right? Oh and shit. All you yeah. have to say is like, hey, you know, are you, are you, are you interested in, you know, potential romantic relationship out of this? And it's a yes or no question. And mm. then once that's over, so be vulnerable. And then now that that question has been asked, now you have power because of the power of knowledge. You know, I I can attest to this because uh, not too long ago, I was what I thought was a date because um, I just got connected to this one guy through a mutual friend. And then I just didn't know what it was, but I'm not really in a position today. I kind of just want to fuck because, you know, I'm fucking horny. So I literally straight up went to the guy that I was on a blind, quote unquote, blind date with and said, hey, you know what? I'm not really looking for a relationship, but I kind of just want to fuck. Like, this is where I am right now. How about you? And he's like, to be honest, I'm not really looking to fuck. I kind of would just like to hang out with you as a friend. And I'm like, you know what? Not the answer I wanted, but definitely the answer I needed. Right? Yeah. And it's just like, that was so much more liberating than like, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Yeah, because you so know, because it's not an unknown anymore. And knowledge is power right and so i think there is an impulse to role play power and i think that Mm -hmm. can be really therapeutic but i think that there's some of us who get sort of trapped in a need to role play power and it's usually because we're in non-powerful positions and so actually finding ways to be more powerful is going to make it so that you don't you can role play other ways you know it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you don't doesn't mean you have to put you know put away the master's cap but it means maybe you don't have to wear it every day. Oh my God. Yes. I like that. And so like everything that you're saying right now, you've learned from being in a master slave relationship and being in the BDSM community. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. What? Well, and, and okay. And I studied intimacy coaching too. And it, it was amazing how much it showed me about me. Right. It was really valuable because I realized like, I can't help anybody with something I haven't helped myself with yet. Right. Correct. And so mm-hmm. now all of a sudden there's this like financial motivation to, to work on myself, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's funny yeah. how money motivates. So, um, listen, yeah. I always tell people like the people who have said money doesn't buy you happiness clearly have never had money. So, um. <laughs> or they have never not had money. So they don't know how happy having health insurance and having, oh, yes. you know, having a comfortable yeah. place to live can, can I'm make not, you. I'm not looking to make a million bucks. I just need to get through the fucking day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> get through. Get. I just need to get to retirement. That's all. Yeah. Right. And I just need to get my Survive. asshole repaired. <laughs> That's no way to talk about your massage therapist. <laughs> Listen, I booked him like four months in advance for the next like how long. I so, bet you did. He's got good business, and plus, my work insurance covers it. So oh, that's great. it's a win-win situation for everyone. <laughs> but um, I want to rewind a little bit back yeah, to sure. um, just some terminology that we're dropping here. Master-slave relationship. What does that mean, and how is that different than your normal, everyday, mm-hmm. run-of-the-mill vanilla relationship? Yeah, and and I'll, I'll also say that a good synonym is like um, owner property relationship because Ooh. for a lot of people master slave is really triggering for cultural mm-hmm. reasons for sure for um sure. 
and the other thing that you could refer to it as like a total power exchange, right? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And so I would say like imagine a spectrum and on this spectrum on one side is top bottom, right? Where you have somebody who's designated to do the thing and somebody who's designated to receive the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And on the other side is master slave. Basically all the decision-making is relegated to one person or is relegated is the wrong word. I keep using the wrong word. Uh, <laughs> all the decision-making is assigned to one person, right? Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, you may be like, oh, you have this much power, you have that much power, but it's not so much as a, of a conversation as it is a dictation, right? Now, in the middle is everything else. So daddy, little girl or little boy, owner and pet, dom and sub, all these, all these other relationships fall somewhere on that spectrum, right? And I, I would I'd be hesitant to say where they fall on the spectrum because I think you can have like, like a dom-sub relationship that's mostly top-bottom or mostly master-slave, right? But it's somewhere in the middle. It's not total power exchange. Mm-hmm. So, um, like... It lives in the gray. Always. Yeah, it's... Well, gray is the wrong word, too, because it's it's just oh. somewhere... It's a certain amount of power exchange, right? Okay. Top-bottom okay. is no amount of power exchange. It's like, I'm going to spank you. How would you like... Or I would like to spank you. And you go, oh, yes, I would like a spanking. And we go, okay... Where would you like a spanking? How hard would you like it? You know, like I almost um, like at work, I'm I'm a professional dom and it's really topping. It's really like service topping because Mm -hmm. I'm doing what they want. It doesn't have anything to do with what I want. Right. Right. So, um, but with master slave, like whether we do what I want or what they want is my choice. It's right. only on one person. Yeah, the the decision making is all on one person. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and I think almost all relationships are unequal, right? I think a lot of them will like shift. So, like, let's say you know, there's a married couple, and one person has a high paying job, and the other person has a low paying job, and then ten years later, that switches. Now somebody has a high paying job, and the other person has the low paying job. The power. And Mm-hmm. now all of a sudden the power is in the different court, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because now they're like, well, I'm making the money, so we're going to buy this car. I'm going to pay for it, so we're going to buy this car, right? Right. Where right. when they had very little money, they didn't have a lot of say in, in which vehicle was purchased, mm, right? Right. So, mm. so, so a lot of relationships have like sort of a, uh, a back and forth, um, but, but almost all relationships have some inequity. And this is just mindful inequity, you know, like maybe um, you are older than your partner. So you have mm-hmm. knowledge. Knowledge is power, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you are significantly more attractive than your partner. Beauty is power. You have power over your partner, you know? Um, <laughs> and I, I like to call BDSM as power with um, as opposed to power over. So, you know, hopefully in that relationship, everybody is empowered by that exchange of power. Right. Right. Because everybody knows the direction of the power and mm -hmm. we're all consenting to that directional power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you and me were like on an art project and we both Mm -hmm. have different visions, we're both trying to do different things, but we have to make one art project. It's going to look, it's going to look like, um, like a fucking mess. Yeah. It's going to look like a mess. Uh, but if, if you say, you know, sir, Ezra, I appreciate your, 
your knowledge, you've been doing this a little bit longer, you know, let's go with what you want to do, right? So total power exchange is you come up with a project and I'll help, right? And then partial power exchange is like, what are your ideas? Let me contribute. Like, let me, you know what I mean? It's, it's more, mm. you know, like it, that's, right, right. yeah, different you know, kind I, of thing. I, I know what you're saying, but I'm totally getting distracted of like <laughs> thoughts of like hiring you to like be my top in the next scene in my head. Is um, it my <laughs> voice? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Jeez. Oh my God! This yes, is an this is eighteen plus podcast, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I always make sure my audience knows the trash and the smut that they're going to get into. <laughs> we'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. I want to let you in on a little bit of a secret. So, did you know I have a Patreon? For as little as a dollar fifty a month. You can access all of these episodes early and without these pesky fucking ads. I know they're so annoying, trust me, but girls gotta pay the bills, right? <laughs> and then if you want to pay a little bit more, you get access to some bonus episodes. Plus, you can also access the exclusive Sex Ed with Tim Discord, where you get one-on-one -on -one time with me every month. We can talk about anything that you want. It can be like a sex ed kind of thing or just a little kiki 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 if you want some advice on sex, dating, love, whatever. I highly suggest you don't because I don't even know if I'm taking the advice that I give out. But hey, it's all fun and I hope you subscribe. I will see you on the other side of this ad. Mwah! Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me, 25% off, and cherry on top. Free shipping, oh my god. <laughs> I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me, and girl, mm, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there, and I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. <laughs> the show is about to begin. Yes. No, but like, okay, that's really cool. And I, I'm starting to like get some thoughts and everything mm -hmm. because um, like say, okay, Let's go into a hypothetical where I hire you for a scene and all I say is do whatever it is that you want to me. What's like the power dynamic there? Yeah. So I would say in general, the power dynamic is pretty neutral. It's pretty much top bottom, right? Mm -hmm. um, where somebody comes in and says, I really want a spanking. And then you render that spanking, but you're on a level playing field the whole time, right? That's how right. most of it happens. But it's also 
I want to sort of paint a picture of how it could be Dom sub or even sort of master slave Mm -hmm. during that time. Um, And to sort of make things less confusing, I'll use an example of like a non-contact scene, right? Where I'm just basically controlling the person. I'm not, I'm almost not topping them at all. I'm just dominating them. Right. And so if you're like, I need to be controlled, then I would be like, get in here, stand this way, move over there, pick up this pencil, draw me a horse. That's terrible fucking horse. You know what I mean? You know, that's (laughs) not the horse I was talking about, you know? And so like, here's an example where I'm not, um, yeah, okay. So there's some like verbal abuse in there, but, but I'm not like hitting you with things, right? I'm not Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. um, I'm not doing much topping, but I am, I am like, you know, controlling you. I'm dominating you. So that's an example. And there's, and it's, there's mixes that are sort of harder to describe, but I thought those would be two pretty clear examples of how that can be different. Would you agree? Or Yeah, you know, that's a good think? way to put it. No. Ooh, ooh, Queen Anna. Oh, my <laughs> God. Welcome to the show, Queen Anna. Hi, yes, hi. Queen. Oh, my God. First of all, uh, let's introduce you to the listeners because you just dropped in here, and it is fucking cool that you're here on the Sex with Tim podcast. And second... <laughs> um, your name, Queen Anna, is one letter away from my sexual position, anal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually short for anal-stasia. Most people don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I guess for business purposes, so people don't think I'm just pegging everyone I meet, I just better shorten this to Anna. <laughs> but you know what? It's totally on brand. I like look at your website and look at your pictures. That is on brand, girl. Thank you, um, thank you. Oh, my God. So uh, for... Everyone that's just like hopping into the show right now, Queen Anna, please introduce us to yourself. Hi there, everyone. Thank you for having me. Sorry I was late. I'm running the uh, Rose Bowl half marathon this Sunday, so I had to go pick up my bib in Pasadena and then come back. But, you know, it's California and there's always traffic. Um, Yeah. So I say a little bit about me. I'm a professional dominatrix. I'm a lifestyle switch. Um, let's see, polyamorous, sadomasochistic, black leather, um, kinkster, uh, who just loves to kind of do a little bit of everything. I work out of Sanctuary Studios. I co-host events with House of Algos. Um, let's see, what else do I do? I teach classes in person, online, through text, on the phone. Um, I do sessions with people in text, in person, over the phone, um, or cam too, uh, virtually. And, um, yeah, I feel like I'm very lucky that I get to do this as my job and in my personal life. Which is so amazing that you guys are husband and wife, both pro doms. And, like, uh, I'm so single. (laughs) Y'all are so fucking cute. Find me one. (laughs) No, I don't don't like the word cute, though, because cute is, like, harmless. You're dangerous. You're dangerous. Mm, Yes. But, like, also. It's like, uh, like, do I pet the tiger? Do I pet the tiger? I want to pet the tiger, but I know it might bite me. But I might like the bite, though. I want it to bite me a little bit. Just a little bit. Who needs an arm? Come on. Right, you got to. Don't be greedy. (laughs) We got to. I know, exactly. I'm going to feed Mother Nature. No, but, um, oh, my God. That's so fucking cool that, like, husband and wife couple, BDSM, kinksters. um, Tell us a little bit about that love story, please. 
when we met at a dungeon. <laughs> oh, yes. okay. You you tell the first time we met because <laughs> because I it was dark. I didn't. <laughs> it was dark. It was sensual. So Ooh. um, I remember going to Threshold, which is a play space in North Hollywood, and North Hollywood or West Hollywood. North Hollywood. North Hollywood. Yeah. And um, just always seeing Sir Ezra there, he's just his passion about like his toys and playing. And he was, you know, showing off his kangaroo um, with the tasers and the knives. And I was just like, oh, this guy, look at that passion just flow through his sexy body. And um, I was like, he's cool. I got to talk to him because I love seeing people talk about what they're passionate about, you know. Because that's what draws me in. It's like, what really, like, warms your blood? What are you? What are your goals? What are you after? And he just kind of bleeds that he wants to learn and do what he can for the community. So that's what attracted me to him. I am. I am service oriented. Yeah. I mean, are you a, a service top? No, I totally am. Yeah, I need a job to be happy. Like, send me to a party and I'll be like that awkward guy in the corner. But like, give me a bunch of raffle tickets to sell for some charity, and then I'm a happy boy, and I know everybody <laughs> in the whole place. You know, you know. What? Um, oh, but wow. no, there's more to this story. She's being, she's being modest. So, <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, we were, so we were volunteering. So she noticed me first. I admit it. Um, but we were volunteering together at a at threshold. So we were outside in California, and it was very hot. And I, I like to wear suits. And it's not always appropriate to wear suits, especially outside in, in California. California. Right. And it's like the middle of the day. So even though I like to wear suits like at dungeon parties, like it's it's cooler, you know, uh, but it was not. And it was so, ju- like July. August. Yeah. yeah, it was like <laughs> it was July. We were like, oh, the heat. Yeah. Ugh. And I had shade, but still like we were outside. It's just not a good idea. So my solution was to like remove a layer of clothing. And then I had to remove another layer of clothing. Before you know it, I've got um, I've got like my dress shirt on and no pants and like my dress socks like pulled up high and my and my my nice dress shoes. (laughs) And I see her from like across this area, like working a different booth. And she has these like, you know, she's got like cocoa skin, but these like beautiful, big, pearly white teeth. And she was, it was just like a reflector from across the way. Uh, and I was like, well, I, she's just constantly smiling at me. So <laughs> I guess I'm going to go have to talk to her. Um, I guess so. I mean, I do have I have to. a choice? <laughs> <laughs> now I have to. Yeah, that's what happens when you take your pants off in front of me. I'm just like, I Ooh. mean, isn't that like how people should be greeting each other? Just mm-hmm. take my pants yeah. off and smile right. and show all the skin henny. Don't shake my hand. Take your pants off. I won't like. tell you about the first date. Uh, you, you had to put that behind a paywall. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, I'm definitely going to be uh, another subscriber. That was probably the craziest mm. first date I ever had. Second, second. <laughs> Second uh, podcast, maybe. (laughs) Like, honestly, you kinksters, queer people, our second date is already like fisting. Let's, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you know. That's when we're getting acquainted, you know, when I'm like a Jim Henson puppet. Yeah. (laughs) Here, let me tell you what your name is by making my hand make your mouth move. That's right. Let me spell the letters in your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God. So, um, Wow, so hot, so cool that you guys are like 
doing the things that you love together and with each other like huh and it's like i i guess that speaking from the point of view of some random vanilla-ish conservative person you're run-of-the-mill whitey uh who's like uh how does this work how do you guys make this work like being the house of algos and like being kinksters being pro doms is it just like a lot of communication a lot of setting boundaries like what went into this relationship that you guys have now lots and lots of communication that's what yeah, i thought and planning and google calendars <laughs> <laughs> google calendar yeah. well and and it can feel strange but like making time to be intimate like planning for that oh yeah yeah, it's saying like, hey, this is going to be a date night or, hey, this is a day we're not going to be on our phones or, hey, this is a day that we're not going to talk about kink. Because it's so easy when you're in the lifestyle and you're a professional to just always try to think of like new ways to keep the business going mm-hmm. or to like plan for the next event that you're doing or plan for the next book, plan for the next class. Mm-hmm. And it's just you have to set time to say like, hey, at this moment, we're not going to do anything kinky. We're not going to do anything work related. And um, yeah, just know how to just be there with each other at least mm-hmm. not anything work-related i don't know about nothing kinky that kind yeah of, okay, yeah nothing work-related <laughs> <slips> <laughs> i know i'm like i'm so guilty of like we're like we're in bed it's nice and relaxing and i'm like oh don't forget we have to do that tomorrow and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> oh, just ruined shit. it mm, i know now it's like i gotta pick up the laundry and then go top my bottom the next day i was like Ugh. Yeah. I, I, no i totally understand and like you know people mm-hmm. in the sex education industry and in the sex work industry like we can get tired of talking about sex 24 7 right yeah. like it, it can be when. quite <laughs> exhausting <laughs> no and i think like um context is super important too mm-hmm. like it's so it's tough sometimes to have to like get out of work brain right and so like for me like i have a little office in my bedroom because of the pandemic so that's tough i need to like pick that up and hide stuff so that i'm not like triggered into thinking about work because i can see all of it oh yeah oh my god like if i see like a vibrator or something my mind goes okay i'm gonna try that on because i want to review it and like (laughs) I'll tell yeah. all my friends about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, fucking other people, I think, is a good strategy. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a nice distraction. Yeah. <laughs> I have, honestly, fucking other people, best distraction. But also, <laughs> like, I'm still in recovery. I don't know if, uh, Queen Anna, you heard, but, like, I fully tore my asshole fucking a few weeks ago. So, How many um, people? She got, he got a masseuse. Mm-hmm. Got a masseuse massage, did that. Yeah. yeah massage so, uh, inside his colon. Mm. deep tissue oh the um, deep deep tissue deep, massage deep deep tissue i was oh, like was my it mistake on camera though uh no thank goodness because uh, the know? last thing i need oh <laughs> did i know <laughs> YouTube right Ooh, now. check out my only fans for only 5.99 <laughs> a month um no so like literally i made the mistake of telling him i want you to rip me a new one and he literally he did. did so um <laughs> Yeah, there's a bunch of polysporin in my ass crack right now. And so both your assholes are sore right now? <laughs> both my assholes, exactly. Actually, not both. All three of my assholes. Oh. All, all three of your exhaust pipes. just like <laughs> All three are out of service for the next little while until I recover. Oh, and then goodness. I can go back in there and being the 
fucking little worthless finger puppet that I am. Um, <laughs> yes, Elmo. <laughs> yes, Elmo. Elmo <laughs> wants a fist up Elmo's butt. No, um, <laughs> um, I, I want to like talk more a little bit about like this power dynamic that we were talking earlier because um, in your book, uh, mindfully or mind fucking mindfully. You have such a beautiful dedication to Queen Anna. And I'm like, this is why I'm fucking single. I'm never going to have anything. Um, well, so, not uh, with that attitude. Right. You need brain. to take some coaching from Sir Ezra. <laughs> we can develop some strategies for you. Yeah, please teach me how to be more like open and vulnerable to people um no 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 so um your dedication says to my beautiful slave wife queen anna your love and support have made it possible for me to reach for the fulfillment of my wildest dreams um so cute so adorbs or sorry not cute dangerous um (laughs) but um so i'm guessing that like you both have like had this sort of master slave or owner property type of dynamic for a long time now well it it didn't start as like a total power exchange it started as dom sub you know i think i was really intimidated by the notion of total power exchange Mm -hmm. it's like a lot Mm -hmm. of responsibility um and at a certain point we just kind of like looked at what we were doing and we're like wait a minute this is kind of total power exchange you know okay so it just kind of naturally progressed that way and what has it been uh four years yeah about four years or so. yeah. yeah that yeah, you guys so, have been together or have you yeah, been married well, contract the contract is contract is, uh the contract was written in november the, 2017 here you go <laughs> so we're coming up on four years okay oh. i want to hear all about this i mean you don't have to go into the specifics of the contract but like a contract i love contracts because they really spell out expectations for each other because it's easy to go like, Oh my goodness, I want to date or I want to get married. But it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? How do you, how are you going to act and do for each other and for yourself? And so that's kind of what BDSM contracts do. Mm -hmm. They kind of just spell it out. Like, Hey, this is how we communicate. If you're poly, this is how you're going to be poly. If there's a, an uh, altercation, how are we going to handle that? You know, can you spend a night at a partner's house? Um, let's see how to take care of your health, things like that. Mm-hmm. How do we, yeah, how do we handle other partners? How do we, uh, like handle disagreements? Like it's all laid out. And to me, that's super valuable. It makes I sense. I like that. Yeah. yeah and, because, and, like, it gives you a roadmap, yes. right? And then yeah. when we got oh. married, it was just like, it was like less significant almost. Yeah, because we already had mean? the contract, and so oh, I see. So we it's didn't just have like to like really like worry about how to be married. Is more of just like okay, now it's mostly just presence from family, because <laughs> 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 we already had the contract, already been together, so we were kind of like in that like routine already. Right, right. Like, hope you all kept the gift receipts because we're gonna exchange it for more kink gear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's really cool, and like I feel like contracts should be more normalized even yeah. in like non-bdsme kink yep. type relationships because it just gives you clear instructions on how to resolve like life's most sensitive icky things right mm-hmm. like arguments i know that there's this uh 
one of my couple one of my couples uh one of my friends who are, are like coupled up they have a contract or like a stipulation in their contract that's like every time we end an argument we got to say i love you to each other watch like um tiktok for the next five minutes watching funny videos and then call it a night and mm-hmm. i'm like oh that's kind of cute I'm like i want one no i don't yeah. intimacy <laughs> and openness no no thank you i'm gonna keep fucking men all i want no um <laughs> so um going back into your uh your power dynamic it does it like stay consistent in terms of like whether you're in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom how does this work well i think there's more protocol in the bedroom okay yeah yeah protocol yeah. as in protocol like sort of like rules if you will like there's more rules to follow in the bedroom because i think if we took the amount of power exchange that we enjoy in bed together into the world it would be not only conspicuous but also like really challenging conspicuous because there's a time and a place for oh right yeah practicing all of these right because for me what i imagine is like you know, if you're going to engage in this specific power exchange, you're going to go out to the grocery store and then you're going to tell the top tells the bottom you are going to buy just those mushrooms and nothing else. Like, you know, yeah, what I, I, mean? want, like, I want her to be able to go to the grocery store and come back with a sensible amount of things. <laughs> yeah. to tell her exactly. This is fucking exhausting, you know, like I don't. Um, yeah. And so in that way, perhaps we're not we're not like total power exchange. Right. But, um, but I, the way I like to describe it is like what, what she has the power to do is ultimately my decision. Uh, inside and outside of like a scene or. Yeah. So like, so like she has responsibilities, but she also has, she has freedom, but like what amount of freedom is the decision of the, of the master? Oh, okay. So, I mean, if you don't mind talking about it, like what kind of freedoms uh, would that entail? Like you can go out and do the laundry if you want. Well, to. he doesn't like tell me like when to use the bathroom. That, that's what or, I mean, like, right? Things like, like that. Like it's not like I'm not on like a schedule. Like you're going to go to bed at ten. You're going right. to wake up at seven. It's not like that. It's not like it's I'm, not that rigid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But are there some power dynamic type of relationships that follow that rigid? Yeah. Model? So, yeah. yeah. There are. Yeah. Oh my gosh, do you know of any that are like that? Or like is it just heard through the grapevine type of thing? No, they're they're they exist, they're real, and they just they vary about like, you know, some people they don't even sleep in a bed, they sleep in a cage, that's where they sleep, and they're told when to wake up and when to eat. But some people, you know, that's not their thing to be mm-hmm. You have to be very organized to be like, all right, let me make sure my person went to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, because um, that that can feel like a little exhausting, like yeah. being yeah. in that in that constant state of mind twenty four seven. Like, oh boy, I I don't. I mean, I can go on for hours, like taking cock after cock in my ass, but like not twenty four seven. Not today, you. <laughs> yeah, not today. Well, uh, and here's one way to think about it, right? Like, um, like so. Let's say Tim, you're terrible at drinking water, right? Like your health is suffering because you just don't drink enough water, right? right. So, that is correct. How so you, you know can that? lose, you can like lose your ability to decide how much water you drink mm-hmm. by giving it to your master, 
And so now your master's like, okay, it's eight full glasses. It's this, you know, I'm going to give you eight alarms. And when the alarm goes off, you have to drink a whole glass of water. No matter what. Yeah. Like, even that, if I don't want be, to, that could be, well, they want to do what the master says. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. 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 right, right. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. You know what? That, that, that makes sense. Ooh, I wish someone could tell me to drink water yeah. because so, all like, I do is drink booze. <laughs> right. Well, but it's, I want to sort of illustrate that it's not, it's not usually malicious control. It's, it's right. benevolent control, which is like what you make very clear in your book. And mm-hmm. I want to talk about that now because it's so wonderfully written and it's very like simple to understand. Um, not like those huge DSM type of books. Um, <laughs> holy hell. Uh, so mind fucking mindfully, you wrote it back in May. Yeah, that's right. It was published in May, May 21st, I think. Okay. What, like, got you to write this? What inspired you to write this besides your beautiful wife? Um, Well, she encouraged me, certainly. Oh, But um, I think that I teach a lot of different classes and mind fucking is probably the most fun that I get to have teaching a class. Um, And it's always full. And people are always really appreciative because there isn't a lot of people who will teach the class. And then furthermore, there wasn't any like literature about it. Mm. It was really hard to find literature about mind fucking. And Mm -hmm. so I figured it was time. It was time to have some book that could help with that. So that was my motivation. And I have like a mind fucking mentor. And so you know, I was able to sort of bounce that idea off of them. And then they really uh, nailed me down in terms of like being like, pick a date. Fin- when are you going to finish it? You know, um, and once I picked a date, it was a lot easier to to go and finish it. Yeah, I bet. Because it's like, we're so prone to procrastinating. I'm just like, I want to keep writing more. But no, I want to keep writing less. Mm-hmm. No, I totally get it. Yeah, um, and you can make, you want to make it perfect. But it's but there is no perfect. There's yeah. always more stuff, you know. So, so I bet you're already like in the works of your like your next book or something. Right yeah, now. yeah, I am. I'm doing yeah, uh, interviews, you are. research interviews. And, um, and I'm probably going to publish a second edition to the Mindfucking as well. Once mm. I get like more feedback on what people liked and what people thought could have been different. And, you know, I love it. I love it. So I want to go over um, where I stopped here in the book. Uh, so you talk about the different types of mind fuck. And I would like you to explain if you can. And for Queen Anna, um, like chime in whenever you want, because I also want to hear some actual examples besides Sir Ezra's like definition. So um, the first one you have here is expectation. So expectation, mindfuck, we're at page 20 something. 25. So at page 25, you talk about uh, different types of mindfuck. Expectation mindfucking is probably the most common uh, because everybody does it, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm like, you're going to get it when you get home, that's like, I'm just kind of not giving you enough information. You don't know what to expect, right? Um, Or like another one I like to use is the rhythm. Like Mm. if I'm giving somebody a spanking and I'm like, pat, pat, whack, pat, pat, whack, pat, pat. Ooh, ooh. ooh. (laughs) Right? Like you felt that, the anticipation, the not knowing, 
right? I was waiting for that lack, like, come on, give it to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and maybe it comes harder. Maybe it comes later. Maybe it doesn't come at all, right? Um, but, you, you know, by setting up an expectation of a certain behavior and then deviating from that behavior, mm-hmm. that, that's a real mindfuck. It's, it's hard to understand what's coming next because now you don't know. Yeah. Oh my god! I that's kind of like the one scene in uh, Rocky Horror. It's like uh, Antissa, and then like what? See it, see it. <laughs> no, but no, I totally understand. Oh my god! Um, did you get to that part in the book where I did that? Not yet. Like literally, okay. I'm, I'm at page twenty-five. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to hire you at some point, Sir Ezra and Queen uh, Anna. Like I, I would like for both of you to be my top, please, because well, you know I have, where we work. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to make myself available in LA, and I'm gonna come to you. And I need therapy in the form of kink and BDSM and fisting. Um, Our people so. have enough funds, they can also fly us out to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Exactly. Ooh, fun. Come over to Toronto and we're going to have a, ourselves a little kink party. Yes. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't want to spoil the rest of the book, but you, you totally talked about expectation. Some others are perceived power, illusions, asymmetric information, perspective alteration, degrading or ennobling, and humiliation. And these are so great and, like, I I just oh my god I I'm so turned on by just reading those because <laughs> I'm a filthy little calm down. Um, <laughs> uh, I I just wanted to bring that out really quickly, and I know we're a little short on time, so I want to give the listeners something to take away from this amazing conversation because uh, Sir Ezra Queen Anna, you guys have been so lovely for coming on my show and absolutely amazing. Um, do you have any like parting wisdom to give our listeners for the show? Yeah. Well, I think we always hear from people who are brand new and, you know, kink, I think kink is for everyone in, if you learn enough about it, then you'll find something that, that appeals to you. Um, but start low and go slow is what I like to say. So, so give yourself like, let's say, okay, I'm going to try spanking okay start with a low intensity and a short amount of time and then just see how that feels and -hmm. then you can come back and do more later because what you don't want is to do too much right away right Right. Um, because that's a really quick way to turn somebody off you want somebody Mm -hmm. to have a positive experience first so that they're not scarred um like if you've got a partner who's like i don't know if i'm into the spanking stuff they'd be like just spank me twice and see how you feel Right. Start low, go slow. Mm. And it's it's not even like just physical acts, like even, you know, in relationship styles. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah start don't low, go slow. You don't have to you don't have to jump into the poly pool and just fuck everyone else. Like ease up ease up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I would say, you know, uh, give yourself permission to feel nervous, to feel anxious, um, to have that anxiety. It's okay. It's not about being perfect. Um, you know, make as many friends as you can when you come. Don't have your partner finding goggles on just yet. You know, if you're a submissive, talk to other submissives. If you're if you want to be a dominant, talk to other dominants and you know, see how they started their journey and learn things from them so you can, you know, also learn how to be a sadistic fuck. My dirty brain, <laughs> my dirty brain, when you said make as many friends as you can when you come, I just imagine somebody being like, I'm um, coming. Who wants to be, my friend? be like present. 
the fountain of youth, as some would say, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Fountain, yeah, just come and then like, come on, yeah. <laughs> and I'd love to tell you guys about uh, my podcast too. Before yes, before we uh, go, so yeah. Before we go, please make like a butt and plug away at anything that you want. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, not only am I teaching the mind fucking mindfully class at Threshold in the in October Oops. and Denver Sanctuary in November. But I also I'm going to be doing DomCon, three mm-hmm. classes at DomCon New Orleans. And then in October 31st, the same day as Halloween, the same day as DomCon New Orleans is the launch of my brand new podcast, Ask Ezra. Yeah. So, yes. And you get to really see what intimacy coaching is like. And you get to hear some like really brave people in their um they just we do intimacy coaching and they we get to hear about what challenges they're facing and that's mm-hmm. i mean they're so brave for doing that so i can't wait what about you queen anna do you have anything to plug for your listeners yeah so i think on i think the date is sunday october 3rd i'm teaching a virtual class called kink does not have to be sexual because a lot of people fear that oh if i enter the community i must have a lot of sex and there's nothing wrong with sex sex is wonderful but um, there are moments where maybe you you might be asexual or you're just not in the mood. And we're going to talk about how you can be a kinkster and not involve sex. Um, I'll also be at DomCon. I'm teaching three classes. I'm also going to be going to Thanksgiving in St. Louis for the first time in November. And I'll be teaching four classes. And uh, you might like this. I'm teaching um, Anal 101 and fisting 101 so those are two of the four classes i'll be teaching and i got a demo bottom so you know this class these classes are going to be hot mama i'm at 301 let's be real i got three holes ready to be filled so um (laughs) yes yes but sir ezra queen anna thank you so much for coming on the show you guys are so amazing so sexy i'm definitely gonna hire you to top me both um and thank you so much everyone thank you so much everyone for coming to listen to another episode of the sex with Tim podcast so if you like the show please rate review and subscribe and just follow everyone that you've heard on this episode and with that i will bid you adieu and i will see you at the next one bye thanks for listening to the sex ed with tim podcast sex ed with tim is created and produced by me tim lagman music is aces high by kevin mcleod follow me on twitter and instagram at gay clown and at sex ed with tim you can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah.